This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's the Now News Panel on AMI. I'm Dave Brown, joined by Michelle McQuig and Joyda Gupta. Let's address our next topic. Stats Canada keeps providing us with all kinds of cool data to kick around. This week, we learned about more religious affiliation in Canada. It turns out that religious affiliation is on the decline. 34.6% of Canadians report having no religious affiliation. That number has doubled in the last 20 years. Christianity, still the most popular religion in Canada, with 53% reporting an affiliation with a form of Christian faith. In 2001, that number was 77%, so a pretty steep decline. Michelle, I just gave a couple data points there, but this story jumped off the page to you. Why? It's it's one of those building blocks of society or has it conventionally been treated as such when people talk about what a country is like uh, the religious affiliation of that country and its population often seems to enter the conversation but these kinds of declines are very steep especially over a 20-year period um the 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 dip from 77 to 53 percent in christianity identification is really really striking uh, the fact that the number of people with no excuse me, religious affiliation, the fact that that's doubled in 20 years, really striking stuff to me. Um, there are a lot of implications for that. And I'm saying this as someone who would count themselves among the 34% probably. Um, so this is not something with deep personal resonance to me, but I do think it has important implications. When we talk about religion, a lot of people talk about that as the basis for their their sense of identity, their sense of belonging, their sense of community. And in light of some of the social forces that have uh, come up in the past couple of decades as this trend was taking root and really getting entrenched here, uh, it raises a lot of interesting questions to me that I thought we could bat around for a while. Juida, I want to start with you. Any theories on the decline? I've got a couple theories, and I think the two that are most prominent would be um, the impact of immigration. So we've yes. seen that the numbers of Hindus has gone up. So in the 20-year period examined, we had 1% of the population identify as Hindus in 2001. That's up to 2.3% today. With Muslims, again, 5% of the population now identifies as Muslim, and that has doubled over the last 20-year period. So I think immigration is really changing the landscape in terms of the religious affiliation of um, of the demographic. That's the first theory. The second one, I think, uh, is really a more of a generational issue, where with each subsequent gener- with each generation, um, religion has just become less important in people's lives. And I know this seems like a bit of a, a no-brainer, but uh, you know there is a lot of data to back up this generational shift. Apparently. Um, 19% of Canadians over the age of 65 report having no religious affiliation. That goes up to 36% of Canadians reporting no religious affiliation between the ages of 15 and 65. And then this was really surprising for anyone uh, 14 and under, uh, 42% of uh 
Canadians report having no religious affiliation. So what I suspect happened was that baby boomers stopped attending church. Maybe they went on Easter. Maybe they went for Christmas. <laughs> and then subsequent generations, uh, maybe they still identified as Christian, but you know they weren't really going and attending um, church every Sunday or, or in any sort of regular fashion. And subsequent generations stopped even having that affiliation. So I think religion has just become less important in people's lives. It could be because of skepticism around religion. It could be because, you know, people have moved for work and there's been a fragmentation of community. It could also just be, and you'll allow me to lean on my one sociology or two sociology classes that I took as, a, as an undergraduate. Uh, it could just be that religion has not, doesn't play as a bigger role in people's lives anymore. So for example, 50, 60 years ago, if you wanted to get married, where would you go to find a spouse? You would go to the congregation. If you wanted a job or if you ran into, you, you came up against hard times, you would get help from your church. And now we have a number of secular institutions or dating apps or job finding sites that have replaced the role of the religious institution in our community. So I think there's a plethora of reasons, but one of the things it's, that is clear from the data is that this trend is here to stay. And it's not just Canadian data that would would give you this impression. Uh, similar trends have been seen in the US and the UK as well. You both used the word com community there. And this is going to sound like one of the Dave Brown greatest hits because I will say this from time to time. <laughs> the internet has allowed us to create community elsewhere. There's also plenty of other secular places locally that allows to create community. But typically, if you have a point of interest, no matter what that point of interest may be, the internet is offering you the possibility to connect with other humans digitally and sometimes in person about that interest. It used to be that the church was the place where you would play sports and meet people and not just do Bible study or do Quran study or spend time looking at the Torah, or the Tanakh, you would spend time engaging with people, having pancake dinners, having community, having theater. So it was a center of a community. We've now found ourselves in a world where it's easier to find community elsewhere, which actually is one of the negative implications that I see here, even as much like Michelle, I'm also not affiliated. I do think about growing up in a fairly religious family and a lot of the opportunities that I had to be engaged in a community from a young age where I got to spend a lot of time with different kinds of people. And I think that there's something about that that had a meaning to me that still framed me who I am, not necessarily about a deity in the sky, but about my ability to engage with people of different age groups and different social backgrounds, which some folks are going to be losing. And I do actually worry about a negative implication that is a loss of a sense of a connected community, especially at a local point of view. Michelle, as you, you also use the word community. You've also been thinking about implications. What are some that come to mind for you? I do. And I, I also worry about the lack of, of community or the loss of, of, the, of some of those communities for some people. Uh, like you said, you've raised a lot of really great points about the ways in which people have found substitutes that, works, that work very well for them in many cases. But I do know that a lot of people look to their or once looked to their sense of religion and their church or their, their place of worship, I should, I should specify, um, <clears throat> for a sense of, of something really fundamental, not, not just your community, but your sense of identity and your sense of, of sort of order in the world. Um, I think a lot of that has been challenged for reasons that we've all talked about. I'm glad you mentioned immigration, Joita. That's a big one, I think. I also suspect that some, some a lot of recent events around disclosures of abuse at residential schools, among Oof, many others, yeah. have, have, have cast a cloud on, on matters for a lot of people and made them 
raise some fundamental questions. And to me, and this is possibly a bit of a hot take, uh, and feel free to challenge me on this, but I, I do see a bit of a, of a potential connection between reduced religious affiliation and the rise of populism as people look for something else to, to, to sort of reintroduce some, some, some order or some sense of, of solutions to their lives. This is something that populism offers, and it really does appeal to people who feel disenfranchised and rootless and marginalized. In, 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 and quite often, these are demographics that are not accustomed to feeling that way and have not historically felt themselves to be on the margins. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I don't know if we could ever prove such a theory, but to me, the connection is at least in the wind and something mm. that could be discussed. The, the, that that's one that I think we'd have to d dive a little deeper into the stats on. I think empirically, we've absolutely we've seen that actually the evangelical movement in the United States has actually driven a lot of the populism going on right now. So there might be a disconnect there. But I think this is one that I think if we brought in some like real experts on this one and picked their brains, they could give us a ton of insight. Joita, I would love to hear what they have to yeah, say. Yeah, this is nothing but. A half-baked theory yeah no point. no but, but that's that's what the news panel is all about that's what dave sure. brown consulting does we're always we love the, half -baked theories yeah, here. <laughs> we're in the ide, we're in the ideation phase perpetually on dave brown consulting it's uh it's only later that we bring in experts to to rein us in uh joita some of the implications here whether it be positive or negative i think michelle and i both maybe leaned a little bit negative you obviously you can go that way too but the implications that come to mind for you well, there's a couple of things, and I want to preface it by saying that no one is actually asking for any of this right now. That's a huge thing to keep in mind. So I'm not saying, you know, go ahead and ask for this. But one of the implications we might see with um, fewer people attending churches and places of worship is calls to uh, take away the taxes and exemptions offered uh, to many places I, of worship. I had that thought too, but I was too afraid to share it. But, you know, again, the, the caveat being that no one's actually asking for this, but you may have that ask come up 20 years down the road or 30 to 40 to 50 years down the road if the trend continues you may similarly see people um having discussions about and this is just i specifically for ontario i don't know if it'll really track across the country but uh whether we still need a separate catholic school board um and mm, whether you oh. know we should you know that's a big uh, big issue as well um i said previously the numbers of hindus and muslims are going up i know that there are religious schools say for the jewish community and many of them are privately funded you may actually see the argument go the other way you might have some people say but why should we pay for any sort of religious schooling take it all away catholic schools included but you may see the pendulum swing the other way where you're going to have people saying but we want schooling that uh, allows you to read a uh, muslim or hindu scripture we want children to have access to that information so it's really hard to say which way it'll swing uh, because I think one of the things I often reflect on is the lack of religious affiliation doesn't necessarily mean a lack of religiosity. Mm. Um, and so you yes. might actually still have people uh, worshipping privately. And take me, for example, I do pray very quite often. I light incense. I have a little um, I have a little altar and I have my little idols at home and I um, and I, you know, I pray by there. But I can honestly say I probably go to the temple maybe once a year uh, for a special festival, but no more than that. Um, and I suspect that you might actually get a lot of people 
leaning into, and this kind of ties back to Michelle's point about populism, I don't think it's entirely half-baked, where people are really looking for something to replace the sense of community. Robert Putnam's, you know, Bowling Alone essay that made waves, it was a seminal work about how ties are loosening in our communities. People may turn to populism uh, or the internet or some other way to try and replace that sense of community. But to keep in mind that the data is not telling us whether people are less religious mm -hmm. it's only really ever telling us if they're going if they're if they're as open uh with their affiliations and i think that's an important distinction right how often does totally some, how often does yeah. somebody say oh i'm i'm not religious but i'm spiritual right all, all the meditation mm -hmm. classes and the yoga classes <laughs> yeah. and all these things that are going on someone may say oh i'm religiously unaffiliated but i still believe in a lot of this in other... fact those things or yeah, people who identify things... extremely strongly with a culture I know I have several Jewish friends who, who are not regular attenders of synagogue, but who are deeply, deeply attached to their Jewish heritage mm -hmm, and culture mm -hmm. and observe all kinds of traditions and would never, ever dream of relinquishing those. Juita. Yeah. I was just going to say also that there's been an explosion to your point about meditation and yoga. There's been an explosion in meditation retreats. I myself was looking into a week long uh, silent meditation retreat to see if I can actually just not talk for a week. Uh, uh, but, you know, <laughs> so my point is, you know, I, I, they, we have to also recognize that there is a void that people are stepping in to fill. I mean, that meditation retreat that I was talking about is full. The one in December is full. The one wow. in March is full. So it's wow. really it's saying something as well. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.